shot splits out to the top of the screen. Quick throw and picked off. The deflection and intercepted by Highsmith. Touchdown. What a start for the Steelers. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. I mean, Sean Watson really was bad. I don't know if that one was his fault, but he did not play well last night. Double agent helping to secure victory for the other team. That's never good, especially when it's one of your rivals uh, in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Joe Buck with the call last night on ESPN. We will talk about the Sean Watson and the Browns going up against the Tennessee Titans. Maybe we'll do some Steelers and the Raiders on Sunday Night Football as well with our guest, John Daigle, who will join us in just a second. But I want to remind our live audience, our guy, the glass man, PJ Glasser, when you hear the glass, it's your ass. Your bookie's ass. Coming up 20 minutes from now, giving us college football bets for the weekend. We'll get back to P-squared, B-squared, our handicap of week three in the National Football League. The games we've already bet in week three still to come. Power Hour, final hour, featuring all our bets for tonight. But joining us right now is the aforementioned John Daigle, our friend from 4 for 4 and Betsperts on Twitter at NotJDaigle. John, welcome back to You Better You Bet with Nick and Ken. Happy Tuesday. How's it going? Always fun to jump on with y'all guys. And yeah, fun week two. We're starting to learn a little more and more about every team. Still parsing through what matters ahead of week three, but a lot more data to discuss. John, we, we've done a lot already on like the Browns running back situation with the, the Nick Chubb injury last night and everything. But we, we just did a little bit on essentially Titans-Browns, obviously a game taking place this Sunday. But really the topic was like kind of just how bad is Deshaun Watson? Like we know he's not as good as we hoped before the year, but is he like a little worse or a lot worse? And maybe the Sunday's game against Tennessee goes kind of a long way to answering that question. The Browns are a three-point favorite, very low total. If you, if you had to kind of guess right now, like like a lot worse, way worse Deshaun Watson. Still looks like he did last year, uh, outside the top 20 in completion rate from a clean pocket. That's really the issue here. And as you said, Sunday is definitely going to be a litmus test since the Titans are exactly what they were last year. You can't run on them at all, but have your way through the air. Uh, even, even Justin Herbert, over 300 yards, except that whenever they got the first possession of overtime, of course, because they're the Chargers, they went three and out and ended up losing the game. So, yeah, I'm excited to see if the passing game can move the ball because without Nick Chubb, who was the heart and soul of that offense, chains with him on the ground, they just become a completely different attack, and everything now relies on Deshaun Watson, despite how good Jerome Ford is. And I'm sure y'all talked up Jerome Ford highly earlier on the show as well. Yeah, but I just watching Jerome Ford, he definitely passes the eye test. We know that Kareem Hunt is currently in Cleveland right now visiting with the team. Just like, can yeah. we find out by like the end of the night whether he signs with the Browns or not? So people like with, with making waiver claims on Jerome Ford have that information before we blow all our fob on Jerome Ford tonight. Like, I, I'm sure we're not going to find out fob. it's going to be abs- Don't yeah, do well, it. Yeah. I, well, some of us might have already done it last week on Justice Hill and don't have the money now to spend on Jerome Ford. I might be one of those people in frustrating fashion. Uh, John, yesterday on the show, we talked about the Chargers. I know you mentioned the Chargers. We talked about their game coming up on Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings. And Ken and I both said that we like the Chargers in the game. God have mercy on our souls. Ken also was making a case for maybe the under coming in in this game. Highest total on the board of 54. Do you think we will see offensive fireworks on Sunday between the Chargers and the Vikings in Minnesota? And who do you like in the game? Basically pick the winner, Chargers and Vikings. Another offense that 
has allowed their matchups to dictate how they play. We saw the Chargers have the eighth right highest run play rate on early downs through the first three quarters in week one. And I did question going into that game in week two against the Titans if that was just an approach against Vic Fangio and his two high safety defense. And we found out that we think it was because in week two, the Chargers passed on 70% of their plays within one score, which as we know, shows an offense's intent. Uh, and that's how they attack the Titans. But now we saw how Brian Flores not only played the Eagles, but has played defense the first two games. And that is he's going to play his zone defense with high safeties and you are going to have to run the ball. He does not let you beat him deep. Having said that, the Eagles still beat him deep a couple times with their uh, contested catches to Devonta Smith. But he was getting carved up, that Vikings defense on Thursday, for over six yards per carry, and he didn't move the needle. Florida still held his ground and said, this is how we play defense. I think that's going to happen against the, against the Chargers. And if that's the case, it makes for an amazing bounce-back spot. A prop, for instance, we should all be looking for is Josh Kelly because Josh Kelly was still the lead back. He just happened to have the worst matchup possible against the Titans front seven. That was top two and yards per carry, limiting opposing backfields to yards per carry last year. And then, of course, on the season, under three yards per carry allowed to opposing running backs. So I agree, probably an underlook and more importantly, a Josh Kelly week. Yeah, and John, to your point, I mean, I think people remember this. It was just a couple weeks ago, but the Dolphins did beat the Chargers. But in that game, the Chargers ran for like six yards a carry, more than 200 yards rushing in the game. Like that was, if that's where they choose to go against Minnesota, like could have a lot of success. I mean, DeAndre Swift had like the best game of his career, basically going against this defense with the same kind of style. Uh, John, we have two games in the 420. It's, it's crazy, like week three, that these are already point spreads Awful and these are the discussions schedule. we're going to have. There, there are two... A good thing we get to bet on all the games, so it doesn't matter for us. But yeah, yeah for the for the fan, maybe not great. Two games with projected point spreads of almost two touchdowns in the four twenty five Eastern window. So like, man, you're saying the schedule is not great. One o'clock might be really fun. Four o'clock. Hope you like Seattle, Carolina. It's like kind of the four o'clock window. Uh, Dallas twelve and a half against Arizona on the road. Kansas City twelve and a half at home against Chicago. If you had to pick one of those games to be really competitive, one score game, feels like one of them is probably going to be like at least a touchdown game down the stretch just by the randomness of the NFL. More likely to be competitive in the game. Arizona plus 12 and a half, Chicago plus 12 and a half. I do believe it's Chicago, but only because... It's not even fair watching the Cowboys defense right now. Uh, it has to be so depressing to see Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence just crab walking every other play because they do nothing but attack opposing quarterbacks. This year for the Cowboys is working out so great too because unlike last year, when remember, Micah Parsons was having to play every single down, they have answers now. They have different ways to use him. And so they're limiting his snaps by just blowing teams out. Obviously a 70 to 10 scoring margin through two games right now the Cardinals have been frisky but I still question how potent even that offense can be whenever they're playing a, a menacing defense like Dallas so no faith in them hanging around a little more faith I guess with the Bears but we've all seen the Bears talk right now uh four for four zone my good friend Connor Allen all our good friends mentioned on Twitter on Monday how the Bears have only so far designed four runs for Justin Fields total, which is an absolute disgrace considering over 60% of his runs were design carries in his last seven starts last year. They just seem, the coaching staff, Luke Getze and everyone in-house, have just seemed to lost their way with Justin Fields, and I have no idea why. So at this time, 
since Chris Jones was a rotational player in his debut against the Jaguars, but still finished with five pressures and two sacks as a rotational player. I guess at this time I would say Justin Fields, but do I have confidence in either dog? No, probably not. Uh, I, I'd argue that the reason why the Bears are doing that is because they're dumb. Because they suck. Yeah, okay. That's that's easy. That, 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 People yeah, usually want to be dumb. Be... That's usually it. <laughs> yes, I would say, like, listen, like Occam's Razor, right? I'd say that kind of dictates it. You better you bet here with Nick and Ken on a terrific football Tuesday talk in week three in the National Football League with our pal John Daigle from 4 for 4 and Betsperts on Twitter at NotJDaigle. John, uh, I made the case yesterday for the Denver Broncos to cover the spread against the Miami Dolphins um, in South Beach. Current point spread, Miami is six-and-a-half-point favorite. Jalen Waddell progressing through concussion protocol per Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel. I think it's likely we'll see Jalen Waddell on the field. Maybe the point spread ticks back up if that happens. Now, I've bet against Denver the first two weeks, but I think, like, expecting Denver to win by margin, and now they just have to, like, not lose by a touchdown, I think, are two entirely different things. The way that you handicap games, do you think Denver can keep this game close on the road in Miami on Sunday? I do because Denver behind the scenes has been, so far, we're only two games in, a more potent offense than expected. They finished top eight in both weeks on touchdowns on their rate of drives. Now, they're still finishing bottom five in possessions in both of these games so far, but the fact is they're scoring on their limited possessions, even though we're including a Hail Mary with that. Uh, And the offense has just been moving along. More importantly, for the over and whether they can stick around, uh, I am curious what their answer is for Tua and the Dolphins is because really the one blemish here for the Broncos and whether they can cover or not is their defense because we expected their defense to be impactful coming into the year and they've been all but so far. They're blitzing at the league's third highest rate and they're creating the lowest pressure rate in the league. We saw week one, whatever they allowed the Raiders to march down the field the Raiders, who had only seven possessions in week one, and yet they finished at the seventh highest touchdown rate of, of that season opener. Week two, they allow 35 points, of course, to the commanders and allow Sam Howell to throw for over 300 yards. So we just have questions about their defense right now. And two is leading the league in completion rate from a clean pocket. So if you're telling me you can't get pressure and you have the number one quarterback from a clean pocket right now, Jalen Waddle's potential absent would have to make a real dent. So that's kind of what we're looking at. Either way, I expect this game to be high scoring. John, a couple of really surprising 2-0 teams find themselves in, in similar situations. Uh, home dogs, like, uh, with a pretty big point spread involved, too, obviously. Washington, who, like, I bet the overrun before the year. I'm very excited about the Commanders, but... They're, they're six and a half point home underdogs to the Buffalo Bills who beat Vegas by about a thousand. So Washington, a two and O team. That's a dog at home. And then Tampa Bay getting bet this week, playing Monday night football against Philadelphia, five point dog at home, more likely two and O team to be competitive, maybe win the game outright Washington or Tampa. And we need this in about a minute, please. I would say Tampa has a better better odds of beating the Eagles, if only because we're seeing Jalen Hurts struggle right now. Maybe because of the offensive coordinator change, and we still have to knock off the rust under this new offense. But more importantly, though, Baker Mayfield has played well, and we've seen the Eagles force opposing offenses now into over 44 pass attempts in weeks one and two, Matt Jones and Kirk Cousins. And they're seeding yards through the air, given their losses on defense. Uh, and given that Mike Evans right now is just absolutely dominating secondaries, I actually do think the Bucks can hang around in this game and make it closer than everyone perceives. So I would say the Bucks at the number is my better pick between those two. Fire the cannons, baby. I'm trying to get Ken to join me on the yeah. pirate ship this week. You love Tampa. Tampa. Nick Buccaneers. loves Tampa, John. I do. Oh, I didn't know, game. Nick. Yeah. Okay, we're in line yeah. with that one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Many I, cannons. Not a, yeah. 
Not at not at this current number, but at numbers that no longer exist, six and a half. Yeah, hell yeah, sure. fire the cannons. And I had to bet the game. I would. I, yeah. would, I guess I would still bet Tampa because because I'm I'm firing the cannons, baby. Uh, John, we appreciate it. We want everyone to check John out on Twitter at not Jay Daigle. Check him out at four for four and our friends over at BetSports. My friend, we appreciate the time. Best of luck on the bets and the fantasy coming up this week, and we'll talk to you soon. Of course, let's do it again soon. Our pal John Daigle joining us here on You Better, You Bet. I thought he made like a couple of really good total cases there, like the under and the yeah. Vikings Chargers game over in Broncos Dolphins. I thought that was interesting. 48 right I'm now, the number in uh, very Denver excited. And Miami. 54, the number in Chargers Vikings. I just, I have to bet the under. I just have to do it. All right, coming up next, PJ Glasser, the Glassman, stops by talking college football for this weekend.